Did you know that kinky wellness is integral to your self-development? Hi, my name is Dana Shrigal. I'm a kinky wellness coach and owner of The Partition, home of kinky wellness. Each Monday, I bring on a guest to discuss why kinky sexual wellness deserves a seat in the wellness conversation. You can catch my solo shows on Wednesdays, but let's jump into it. Hey, and welcome back. At the end of September, I did a podcast called Banned Foods, which basically went into certain ingredients and foods that we are eating that is affecting our health in impactful and powerful ways. And I wanted to extend on that, which is why in today's episode, we will be joined by T. Fortin Barnes. T is a household toxic specialist, health coach, and owner of T's Organics. She is also part of the Green Living Gurus, which is why in today's episode, we will be joined by T. Fortin Barnes. T is a household toxic specialist, health coach, and owner of T's Organics. She is also a part of the Green Living Gurus. So let's jump right into it and welcome T to the show to get started. Welcome to the show, T. How are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. I am looking forward to learning more information on things that we need to be aware of when it comes to toxins. So I just want to start with a little bit about you and how you kind of got into being a household toxins health coach. Yes. So I uh, I was born and raised in Buffalo. I'm still in Buffalo. And in the 60s, I have three older sisters and younger brother. My mother was ahead of her time and wanted to avoid all toxic chemicals that were coming into the world through cleaning supplies, through personal care products, through food. And she really taught us quite a bit, but she also protected us from all those products that were going on the market. And we didn't know any other way. I mean, we came home to eat hummus and grape leaves because she's she was she's Lebanese. Not she's deceased now. And then we clean with baking soda and vinegar every Saturday. We had our chores, so that's what we knew. And then all of a sudden, when I got a little bit older, I started realizing we were kind of the abnormal ones, and people would start saying we were granola heads. And we grew up right in the city of Buffalo, shopped at this little co-op in Buffalo, which we all still shop at to this day. And then I went to college. I went to Ithaca College in the early 80s, and I wanted to open up a big health food store to show people and let people see how wonderful it was to live this way and eat this way. And I had a major in business, a minor in health. I came out with this great beautiful business plan that you all know as Whole Foods. I had nothing to do with Whole Foods, unfortunately. I came out of college as a party planner. I was the one planning parties in high school. I was the one planning parties in college, events, weddings. Fast forward 37 years, I planned over 700 events. I have my own event planning company here in Buffalo. But throughout the course of those close to four decades, I have helped people along the way just as a side volunteer business, put it that way. I wasn't making any money on anybody. I just wanted to help people. And then word got out and cancer patients would come to me and people that had some autoimmune illnesses and concerned about how these toxins are affecting their health. And I would go through their homes or talk to them and advise them. And people constantly came to me. And then in 2020, actually just before the pandemic hit, I decided 37 years or whatever it was at the time was enough of event planning. And I wanted to really 
set out the rest of my life to really help people. I'm sick of seeing the cancer rate going up. I'm sick of seeing kids getting cancer. I'm sick of seeing these autoimmune illnesses popping up all over the place. But nobody's talking about chemicals and how these chemicals are affecting our bodies and children's bodies and our growth hormones. And I mean, it's just endless, but it's gotten worse over the years. The good thing is things are slowly getting better because people are starting to open up their eyes. And that's what I am doing today and trying to help people as best I can. Wonderful. Well, I, I appreciate this because this is something that does need to go up because people, we have been fooled. I want to say into thinking Mm -hmm. just because it's there doesn't mean it's safe. And so when it comes to certain chemicals and ingredients, are there like, what are some big ones that people really need to watch out for? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if you want me to zone in on women or our sexuality, but uh, what we use products, I mean, it all, no matter what, whatever you use on your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know when we eat something, it's going into our system. We should always be reading those labels and concentrating on things that we're eating. But people don't realize that everything you put on your skin is going into your body. Your skin is your largest organ. So whether it's lotion, whether it's Vaseline, whether it's deodorant, hairspray, nail polish, you name it, it's going into our system. Mm -hmm. And a woman puts on an average about uh, 168 chemicals a day through these 12 different products that we typically use. Men are a little bit less, but men are at risk too. And then throw in children and the products that you know, young adults and children are using that have all of these chemicals in them. And really, it's not really regulated by the FDA like the products that we eat are. And they should all be regulated because it's as if we are eating them. I don't use a product unless I could potentially eat it, to tell you the honest truth. Mm-hmm. Because I look at every ingredient, I look at what's on there, and I'm like, no, I do not want that in my system. It's somehow going to affect me some way. Because I mean, no matter what, we're all taking in chemicals somehow, some way throughout the day, just by walking outside the door. And I want my immune system to fight those off, not fight off 3000 chemicals that could potentially be on my body at any one time and how they're all mixing. I mean, we're, you know, into our system. And as you said, we've been fooled. We have been fooled by the chemical industry that tries to tell us that, oh, that amount of chemical in your hairspray is safe. Well, that amount of chemical might be safe, but let's mix it with 168 different chemicals or thousands of chemicals that are out there on the market. Nobody knows how that's all affecting our body. So the laundry list of chemicals that are in products that are potentially harming our health is so long. But the biggest thing that I try to tell people is to get to know your ingredients. Read them like you're eating them. Mm -hmm. Google them, look at them. There's some that you will see that are very common and they're they're always going to be at the top or they're going to be, they're pretty much preservatives. You will see paraben-free in, uh, products all the time because all of a sudden paraben 
could potentially cause cancer. And there's like four or five different type of parabens, ethylparaben and para, uh, methylparaben, but, and they're preservatives and they're in all personal care products. They are in cleaning supplies. While that's like, you know, a, a word that you'll see paraben free. The problem is there's so many other chemicals on all these, in all these products that you really have to pay attention fragrance is probably if, if you ask me what's the number one thing to avoid that you can reduce your toxic load quite quickly by avoiding the word fragrance which is on probably 90 percent of the products out there if you look at anything in your house whether it's a cleaning supply shampoo hairspray deodorant if there's any fragrance to it, if there's any smell whatsoever, most likely it's loaded with chemicals that you will never know what they are because the manufacturers do not have to tell you any ingredient in the word fragrance, which is going back to a 1940s law that Chanel number no. five went to our government and said, we don't want to tell anybody what's in our fragrance. And that's a law that it's a trade secret. Oh, wow. And, and yeah, and companies have abused it. So you could make a lotion, let's just say, and you have, you know, four great ingredients, whatever. And then you put the word fragrance on there. And then in that fragrance is all this fake, disgusting stuff that you are trying to make it smell like the ocean. <laughs> like Willy Wonka. <laughs> totally. And I laugh every time when I see ocean uh, scent. I'm like, what? Or, or aloe is a keyword or lemon or, you know, sometimes they will put a little bit, if it says uh, made with essential oils, it only needs 2% essential oils for them to put in there. So they don't have to tell you the 40 other ingredients that make up the fragrance. So fragrance is considered the other F word in my space. If it, anybody that sends me a product, what do you think of this? And they send me the ingredients. I don't look for anything until I see that fragrance is on there. Throw it away. Get rid of it. Benzene has been found in fragrance. So many other cancer-causing chemicals are potentially in fragrance. And they have to add, they have to add more chemicals to cover up the, the smell of the chemicals in some of these products and they're adding more. And to me, it's a sin. It's a sin that they are allowing people to put these products on their skin, using them on their bodies, having kids use them, and nobody really knows that. So sorry, I went off on crazy on fragrance. I know it touches me in such harsh way that I want the world, I want billboards everywhere to say, you know, don't use anything with fragrance because it's that toxic. Well, it's also telling. I'm glad that you mentioned that 2% for essential oils. And then a law that dates back all the way to that's a long time for this. Mm -hmm. And especially because Chanel number no. five seems to be, you know, the perfume that people tend to go towards it's, but it is toxic. Yeah, it is perfume. I bought perfume. Gosh, if anybody uses perfume, you might want to start thinking about using something different. I mean, there are some essential oils out there that are that are okay to use, but perfume is it's a huge industry. 
massive amount of money behind perfume and fragrance. I've studied it. I've read it. I, I Some days I'm waiting for them to come after me be, just because I speak about it so much. But it is, there is so much money behind it and behind them in Washington and pushing for these laws to not change any of this because they know the amount of chemicals in it and then the perfume industry is so big and where where are people putting perfume on their neck right on their thyroid right on probably the most important organ in our body is our thyroid which is right here mm -hmm. last place you should be putting any chemical is on your thyroid and could that have to do with so much cancer, so much thyroid issues with women taking medication because of their thyroid, uh, endocrine, they're also endocrine disruptors, endocrine disruptors are mess with our hormones and mimic our hormones. So, you know, there's so much that women specifically really need to pay attention to when you're using anything. I mean, I have friends that just can't give up perfume. I'm like, put it on your clothing. I don't want you to breathe it in either, mm. but don't put it on your skin. I think also when it comes to smell, I've touched on this in a few podcasts. We have a tendency to be afraid of the human scent to the point where we will rather just smell like rather put the chemicals on us because there's some sort of fear around what we smell like. So interesting. Yes, that is because the industry has convinced people yeah. <laughs> that we need to smell like this. So we smell healthy. I can't tell you the, uh, the amount of times, and, and I have so many people that I've worked with and our family, like when we smell perfume, we think that's dirty that they, I mean, honestly, mm. or if I smell fragrance on somebody's on someone's clothing, that's a whole nother story. I mean, I can smell it right away. My husband is so conditioned. He's like, oh, can't even walk by that house. They're, they're, you know, using so many toxic chemicals. But people have, unfortunately, have grown up with these scents thinking that that's fresh. Mm. And unfortunately, it's dirty. It's chemicals in your clothing, in your air, you're breathing every single day, sleeping in it. And women in particular, I mean, the amount of items that we are coming in contact with is, is incredible. And smelling fresh is no chemicals, no scent. And I mean, just the smell of a fresh body to me, you know, is just wonderful. You know, just no, no cologne, no perfume. Yeah. And it mixes together. I have seen reports also on scented candles, which I'm sure mm. is the same thing as well. And it's interesting because yeah, ocean, like ocean smells, this smell, that smell, you can't help but wonder and be like, how do they do it? Like that can't, that's not natural. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, it's not natural. Um, unfortunately, it's nobody's fault except the manufacturer and the marketing companies and what they're doing out there to convince people that it is safe. It is not safe. Um, it's there's the good thing is there are a lot of safe products out there. There are some safe candles out there. There's a lot of safe things out there. Um, Madesafe.org is an organization. I absolutely love everything they do is made safe. Mm. You know, they, they test these products. 
So there's or, and, or environmental working group is a worldwide organization, not as owned in on manufacturers as MadeSafe is, but they're doing good work to let people know about these toxic chemicals that are just in all of the products we use. Yeah, well, I was reaching like some of the food industries. On, I just did like food coloring and things like that. Oh, and it's just God. like so fucked up. I was like, okay, we have actual proof that this is affecting children. Actual proof. Actual yeah. proof here. <laughs> yeah, so um, fragrance in products is similar to natural flavors. So if you see natural flavors on a product, very similar to fragrance. They don't have to tell you what is in that natural flavors, typically nothing natural. So similar to food dyes too, which is crazy. That's all that is just kids eating food dyes is just horrific. Um, yeah, like I think it's and then they get put on pills for things that is ADHD. Totally yeah, yep. they just it goes hand in hand, and then all of a sudden you have a very they grow into damaged adults. I, there's no other way around it. It's just like yep. internally, if not externally, but internally, like your organs are getting a shut down. Like it's just one snowball effect from stupid things. And like, uh, like I was having this conversation, Skittles and things like that. Yeah. Oh, it's not that bad. But it is that bad though. It yeah, is that bad. It is. Sorry. Like, I hate to break it to you. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know. And I see, that and then I see parents feeding their kids slurpees and then all these other artificial oh, I mean Halloween right now I cringe mm. absolutely cringe over the candy that's out there we I always go buy you know organic stuff that costs me an arm and a leg but I don't care I want to give kids something healthy in their uh, trick-or-treat bag so yes yes well I think parents need to really wake up to a degree like I, I was talking to this about my husband like the candy aisles and the grocery store being at children's eye level and mm. I was saying it, he's like oh do you actually buy this stuff and I was like parents will just give it to their kids to get them to be quiet while they're yes. in the checkout like it's just like a oh, okay here it's only a dollar yeah. just be quiet so um which like it sucks but that's kind of the reality of what it is as well yep exactly yeah, absolutely. And now you mentioned about how it affects the indoor air. Now, with all the toxic chemicals that we have on top of perfumes, on top of scented candles, that must be almost like when you walk in and it's like almost like a little chemical cloud. Yeah, chemical. Sometimes we say it's like some someone's home. It's like a coffin. Uh, you are keeping all of these chemicals in your house, outgassing. So many of them you can't even smell. And from cleaning supplies to candles to outgassing of furniture to laundry detergent. I mean, the list goes on. Plastics, if you have any plastics, think about that smell when you open up a container, uh, if you ever have to uh, buy a shower curtain or if you ever buy new sneakers, those are all chemicals outgassing in your house every day. Dry cleaning, bring it in your house, the chemicals are going to outgas in your house. So our indoor air potentially is anywhere from two to a hundred. And some even say it's even higher, more polluted than the outdoor air because of all of this. I actually, when I help people, I have indoor air quality monitors that show them the levels of these chemicals that are in your house that you're breathing in every day. 
And that's where we start. That's where we start to tell, get people to understand what it is in their home that could be causing toxic overload or any health problems. And these health problems are a whole array of things from sore throats, breathing issues, headaches, acne. Some are even part of obesity. Some of them can, there's obese, some chemicals are called obesogens. Um, they're affecting your hormones. They're affecting your your kids' development or, you know, their organs are developing. It can be affecting their organs. So it's a whole, I mean, I know I'm a, talking across the board here, but the bottom line is that you really have to pay attention to everything you're bringing in your home and watching for everything, any ingredient that is coming in your house because you're potentially breathing it in or it's, or, or it's going on your skin somehow, some way. Well, it's good that you pointed out that even like obesity and acne, especially breathing problems, those seem to be, that can relate to things that we are breathing in. Now, you mentioned that you had an air quality tester. So when you first go into someone's home, what are the first steps that you kind of look for to help someone detoxify their house? Yeah. So, I mean, I usually can tell right away walking in someone's house. I don't have to look too far. Some people are very open for me to open up cupboards, which I love to do. Um, and I can do a lot of this remotely too. So the first areas, I mean, the bedroom is somewhere that I definitely, because we're sleeping in there. I want the number. So the number one thing really is your laundry. That's the first thing I will look at for you because that's the first place you are. If you're using toxic laundry detergent that you are putting on your clothes every single day. So you're breathing in these chemicals all day long and you're sleeping in them and they're in your home. That is probably the number one thing that I try to get people to change in their lifestyle. And sometimes it's hard, especially for people that use dryer sheets, which are 10 times more toxic and changing out your laundry. So that's the first step whenever I try to get people to realize their toxicity level could decrease now. And your indoor air will get better as well on top of that. So that that usually um, the indoor air quality monitors will pick up on uh, VOCs, which VOCs are part of, uh, are found in laundry soap and detergent and it could be in the air it all depends so those you know and then we we start to remove things I try to get everybody to have a, a indoor air purifying system too because then it's going to really clear the air out I find people sleep better when they have less toxins in their home a lot of people see that snoring goes away because so many of these chemicals are all over your bedroom and you have to breathe them in and breathe them out all night long. So along with the dust and everything else that's in your, your bedroom. So there's, those are that's some of the things that I try to get people to see. Obviously you can't see some of these, you can't see the chemicals and obviously you can't smell them all, but if people knew what they're smelling all day long, and breathing in all day long and putting on their skin all day long, they'd start to realize that this is not good for my health. Absolutely. I think that's a good point about the laundry. And I didn't know that dryer sheets were so toxic. That seems like an unnecessary product, like unnecessary in the sense that like, for instance, I don't really use dryer sheets because 
I don't know. It just seems like the dryer does what I need it to do, <laughs> but I right, know that people, right, yeah, right. like, so I, when people do add dryer sheets, I'm like, okay, I guess I don't jump on that, but I'm glad that I don't use them now. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty toxic. I mean, the dryer sheets don't have to list the ingredients on them because they're exempt for some reason. If anybody's using a dryer sheet here, just Google what's in a dryer sheet and how toxic they can be. You will see the chemicals that are in them, typically fragrances. So you're listing, you know, you're you're talking about dozens of chemicals from the fragrance. Um, many of them are petroleum based, which are definitely harmful to your health. Uh, many of them are in endocrine disruptors, which are mimicking your hormones. And you definitely want to avoid those at all costs. Carcinogens as well. Now, oh, when it comes to carcin uh, carcinogenics, yeah. can you explain a little bit more on what that is? Well, carcinogens are chemicals that potentially can cause cancer. And I always use that word potential. There are some out there that are known to cause cancer, like benzene is known to cause cancer, cancer formaldehyde, tooling. Tooling is found in nail polish. Um, you'll see a lot of nail polish that's tooling free. Uh, there's other ones that are out there. You won't see much about these cancer-causing chemicals. Why? I'm not 100% sure, Dana, but the cancer industry is an, a massive industry. They should be out there trying to get people avoiding these chemicals. And I don't see that very much. I don't see too much prevention going on in the cancer industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. They're all about finding a cure, but really they should be looking at what, what, what is causing cancer? What yeah. is causing, what could be? And a lot of these chemicals and many of these products, again, to me, it's a sin that they are allowing us to put on lotion, shampoo, deodorant, shaving cream, numerous other products that have known, known cancer-causing chemicals in them and many potentially cancer-causing chemicals in them. I mean, the list is so long that it's hard for the general public. How would I know? You, you don't know unless you really study it. But the idea behind it is you want to avoid any chemical that you put on your body. I mean, you don't, you don't know. Honestly, no. no. And, and, and fragrance, I mean, fragrance alone are potentially cancer causing chemicals in them as well. I mean, there's, it, it, the list goes on and on. Flooring, couches, paints, glue, new furniture potentially has it, construction materials, plywood. I mean, it goes on and on that all this is being treated with chemicals. And we have, we have to all be protecting ourselves and being our own health advocates. Because if people think that the government, whether it's Canadian, American, are protecting us, they're not to a degree. The companies are self, many of them are self-regulated. So they do the testing, send it in. Okay, they say it's safe. Well, I mean, what are they going to say? No, this causes cancer. No, yeah. we're using we're using benzene, which causes cancer. No, they're not going to say that. 
terrible regulations in the United States. They have banned 11 chemicals. In the European Union, they've banned over 1,100 chemicals. The European Union doesn't allow a lot of chemicals. Canada, by the way, is much better than the United States as well, just so you know, and a lot of different levels. So you're getting there yeah, <laughs> close, closer than we are in the United States. But that's the problem. People think, well, if it's on the shelf, it's safe for us. No, that's not true. Yeah. If it's on the shelf, the company has told you it's safe for, for us. The, it's Nobody else has tested that. Well, I'm glad that you mentioned couches and furniture, actually, because I know that a lot of like the discount stores, there's formaldehyde in it and it affects mm-hmm. pregnancy and even tents. Yes. And I bought a chair and I was just putting it together. And I was, I obviously, I read a lot of labels and I was reading it and it said something like, oh, this sitting on this couch basically can make you have a pregnancy problem or like premature and all this. And it was like detailed right there. And I was like, we have to send this back. I told my husband, I was like, we're sending this back. This is ridiculous. And then I kind of got into this habit of looking at all my furniture and I was looking at my tent and it was the same thing. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And California has, it's called 65 rule 65. Can't think about it, but anything that is sold in California, produced in California. So I don't know if that came from California or not, but if it has anything in it that could cause cancer or a health issue of any kind, they've got to put it on there. So often I will get calls from people like, Oh my God, I just bought this. It says uh, California, can't think of the title of it, title 565, whatever. And it's true. I mean, an ice cube tray made of silicone, my my dentist brought it to my attention, little label could cause cancer because it's made with petrochemicals that are known to cause cancer. So you have to pay attention to everything. I mean, it's it can be overwhelming, but just like you just said, you read things, you read the labels, read the labels on everything. So many furniture manufacturers are still spraying furniture with fire retardants, which are known to cause cancer. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that has been shifting in the past few years. And you will see uh, manufacturers now say not sprayed with flame retardants. And that whole law is insane because that goes back to the cigarette industry when the United States government went to them and said, you need to do something about your cigarettes because people are laying in bed with their cigarettes and they're they're setting their bed on fire and you need to put something in there so the cigarettes burn out. They're like, we have a better idea. Why don't we spray everything with chemical fire retardants and then we don't have to do anything. And the government went for that. And it's crazy law. And then what else they did? They made all of the children's clothing, not in Canada, all the children's clothing, baby clothes, children's clothing, sprayed, dipped in fire retardant. My sisters used to go over to Fort Erie, Ontario to buy their kids' pajamas because they would not put their kids in these fire retardant clothing pajamas. Crazy. Well, even now, like I've seen reports coming out from cheap clothing lines like Shine, Shine, Shine. It's like an app and it's coming out of China and people Uh. buy these fast fashions and the material that they're using. They saw a baby jacket. I saw one report and it did have over it was something like a thousand chemicals that were in it as well. And people buy these jackets, throw them on their children and 
of course, there's going to be problems, development problems, and people just don't assume that it's part of the clothing. Absolutely. They don't, people don't know. They don't think, I mean, clothing and uh, anything, anything that comes from China manufactured has potentially the risk for many different chemicals Mm. in it. Um, Children's toys. uh, And there's so much that's made over there. And I, and, you know, I don't want to put China down because there, there are some good manufacturers, but there's so much junk that is being produced over there and sold to our markets. And you really have to pay attention to everything. I mean, kids, what, what are they putting in their mouths? And people might think, well, it's a jacket. How can it harm them? It can outgas. It can, the, the dust from um, clothing can settle in your house. Same with off of furniture. It's fibers. The fibers can get into things. So anything you buy, you really want to pay attention to how is it manufactured? What are they using? Are they sustainable? What is the ingredients? I mean, it's just a matter of staying aware of everything and just being cognizant of what you are um, spending your money on. Yeah, absolutely. So for someone who's just starting out on a low tox life, what are some things that they can do or replace? Well, I make my own. um, And I don't know if I mentioned that too, but I have an all-purpose cleaner. Not that you have to buy mine, but why I'm mentioning this to you is I started making my own and bottling it and just giving it out as gifts. And then it just took off and people wanted to buy it. So now it's available, but All it is, is water, vinegar, and essential oils. That is what our grandparents cleaned with. It was perfectly fine. You don't need 20 different products. Uh, Vinegar, water, and essential oils have antibacterial, antiviral properties in them. People think they need all these chemicals to kill viruses, unfortunately, you're killing good things too. And you're also putting toxic chemicals in your body to harm your immune system. So you're actually doing harm to your house, harm to your health. Go back to the basics. And there's plenty of other products out there on the market that you could buy that are just basic ingredients without using so many toxic chemicals. And so to answer your question on that, that is where I would begin with your cleaning supplies, reassessing what you're using. Look at all those ingredients on all of your cleaning supplies and start to get back to the basics. Look at DIYs. I mean, it's so simple and so easy to make your own cleaning products. I also think it's cheaper. You get more oh, money from so your much cheaper. <laughs> Absolutely cheaper. My gosh, yes. They just want you to spend more money on all these different things that this for the toilet, this for the floor, this for the counter, this for your windows. I'm like, you know what, baloney. I'm going back to what my mother taught me and that's what I do now. Yes, well, I know when it comes to essential oils, (laughs) I've heard benefits for tea tree oil and things like that. Now, is there some tea or some essential oils that work better for cleaning than others? You know what, my my all-purpose cleaner, I have seven essential oils in it. And I list what they are from cinnamon to wild orange. Uh, Wild orange has purifying properties. Uh, Cinnamon is is known for antibacterial property. Clove 
is antibacterial. Ginger I have in here, which is also antibacterial, antifungal. Rosemary, antibacterial, antiseptic. And lemon, of course, we all know how lemon is um, a, a great cleaning agent. So it can be antiseptic and it's a deodorizer and antibacterial. So essential oils, I mean, can also be very confusing as well. And when you use essential oils, that you have to know that they have to be in a glass jar and it has to be a dark colored glass jar. So mine are in a cobalt blue glass container and otherwise they lose their integrity. So you, you never want to buy something that has essential oils in it that's in plastic. So just a little, to, you know, a little bit of information for you. Um, I didn't know that. That's actually, I didn't mm -hmm. even know that the glass would, or the color of the glass would affect it as well. Yep. Yep. You want to keep it that you'll see a lot of essential oils in uh, that cobalt blue that I use or a uh, dark brown. Okay. Wonderful. Now you also have the healthy detox method and is there like a roadmap for that? And would you be able to kind of highlight some key points out of that, that you would like our listeners to know? Yes, absolutely. And eventually I'll have different guides because I go try to go through each room. And I talked about the bedroom and how important the bedroom is to our overall health and what you're sleeping in and your air that you're breathing every single day. So one other key thing that I want to talk about the bedroom that I'm, this could be, I could talk about this for two hours, but our electromagnetic fields in our homes that are being constantly waves that are going through our homes from the Wi-Fi to our TVs, to radios, to clocks, to our cell phones. And if you want to have a good night's sleep, you put your phone on airplane mode or put it away from your head at all times, especially when you are sleeping. So you do not have these electromagnetic fields constantly going across your head as they are sending out waves all night long if that phone is anywhere near your head. So that's something, you know, in the bedroom, a tip for your bedroom besides the laundry detergent that I mentioned. The other thing, can I mention one other thing since this is a kinky yeah, absolutely. <laughs> broadcast, is whatever you're using for your, um, when you have sex, put it that way. And people are using K, K, K and Y jelly or whatever. KY. <laughs> yeah. Look at those ingredients too, but switch everything to, to coconut oil. It is the best. All you need is coconut oil. It is so wonderful for dryness, for it's, it's also antibacterial too. So if you have any issues down there, it is fabulous. I use coconut oil for not only that, but also my skin. I use it for my hands at night. I sometimes even use it for my face when I feel like my face is dry. So coconut oil is just wonderful. I also, actually, sorry, ahead. actually to this, um, I, I know uh, the owners of the pleasure pods. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that, but it's an all natural lubricant that's solid. And then it kind of melts in your hands and they only use six ingredients. And because, well, they were researching it and yeah, the lubricants can actually dry you out and cause Yep. infections 
And people yeah. don't realize that. And I've seen reports of women saying that sometimes they can't orgasm because of the lubes that they've been using because of the chemicals that are in it. So these things that are meant to help us, they're not, they're not helping. <laughs> mm -hmm. Exactly. And what are all those other ingredients that are in those lubricants? Thank you for that word. I couldn't even think about it. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, and, and where are they going? I mean, they're going in us, mm -hmm. in us. I mean, I could talk about tampons and pads too, for that matter, because some of those are so toxic as well. And us actually, I'm glad you brought that up. They, they, I do want to touch base on that because the liners of them, if we can get this out mm -hmm. to people that those are toxic as well. And I don't mm -hmm. think that people understand that those cottons, what they, again, what's in it. Um, they think, oh, how could it, how could chemicals be in that? There shouldn't be a reason why there's chemicals in it, but they are there. That's just the reality. Yeah. But also yes. to your um, point about EMFs, I know that I myself look up snake and spider plants. They tend, I looked up plants that can take in, I guess, radiation, yes. EMFs and things like that. So that might be a good idea to also put by your phone and your charger and your rooms, just get a little bit of plants. And they're so easy to take care of. They really yep. are. Those are two very good uh, plants that help detox the air. But nonetheless, spider plant and a snake plant are two very easy plants to take care of. And they definitely help with, and I'm a huge plant. I mean, I have over 150 plants in my house. It's crazy. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, you're looking at my back room that probably has about 70 in them. But they just came, a lot of them just came in from outdoors. So I'm a huge plant, plant advocate. Um, and anybody can take care of a snake plant or a spider plant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what are like, sorry, we got off track there a little bit. I know. Sorry. <laughs> I love it though. Um, is there another couple points from the heavy detox me method? Yeah. So the kitchen is the next place that I would definitely focus on. We already talked about laundry room. We talked about the bedroom. We kind of touched on the bathroom, read your ingredients, know your labels of everything up there, but the kitchen is where a lot of people, besides food, and of course, I'm a huge proponent of organic food and trying to stay away from all the chemicals that are in our foods, and especially processed foods that are on the market. But opening up cupboards, look and see, what are you storing your food in? You do not want to use plastic containers. Glass is what you want to be using I know too many people that are using plastic, but you are uh, potentially putting your food in plastic containers and some of that plastic can definitely be getting into your food. Absolutely never, ever heat up any plastic containers in your microwave. And I wouldn't even put them in the dishwasher for that matter because it breaks down the plastic and could be uh, getting on all your other dishes. So, and then whatever you're using to clean your dishes with. If you're using toxic chemicals in your dishwasher, you're potentially eating those chemicals and they're being baked on some of your utensils and your food, you know, your plates, cups. I mean, I've, I went places before. I can't drink a glass of wine out of a glass. If we're at like an Airbnb, I have to wash out, out the chemicals. I know that they use, I can open up and see that they're using Cascade. I can't even you know, drink out of it because I can, I'm so in tune. I can taste the chemicals from a cascade. Same with whatever you're using, hand washing your dishes with. If it's got chemicals in it, it's the residue 
is potentially staying on all of your plates, glassware. And on top of that, if you're standing over your, your sink and that hot water and that, that those bubbles and that green or blue colored laundry or not laundry, dish soap, those fumes, you're breathing those in. Not good for your lungs, terrible for your lungs and your body. So those are some things. And then, then cooking, what are you cooking in? Very important. One of the first things I do is I look at people's pots and pans. If you're using anything uh, that is... Um, They're nonstick <laughs> ones. Isn't thank you. Like, yeah, thank no. <laughs> you. Nonstick. I couldn't think of the word. Sorry, my brain's a little slow today on a Monday. Um, nonstick. You have to be so careful with nonstick. If there's any scratches in nonstick whatsoever, and you are cooking with that, those are those are all chemicals that you potentially are cooking aluminum into your food. If you have any nonstick pans with any scratches in them whatsoever, mm-hmm. and and there are some on the market that even if you don't have scratches on them, I would never even use them. I would only use stainless steel or the lodge um, iron ones, iron pans. So that's what we use. And we're, we cook, we, my husband's a gourmet cook. I mean, that's, so what? So you can't get everything off of your stainless steel pan. It's okay that you go in any good kitchen, you'll see all the stainless steel pans of any kitchen or a restaurant. They're seasoned. Nothing has to look perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 you know, it, people have to get that out of their mind that everything, all pots and pans need to be shiny. And that's not the case. Would you rather have non-shiny stainless steel pans or would you rather have bad health? So, and potentially aluminum getting into your system. And also to really push the fact of like, even if, oh, I don't want to pay that price for those materials or those utensils and things like that, but you will cost it later in life. And if you don't have your health, you really don't have anything. And I think that people, if I could give some advice as well, is just do it, just buy it and it will last longer. It's better quality anyways. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a very good point because uh, the best investment you can make is in your health. And you will see down the road, you will have less bills to pay when it comes to doctors and hopefully never having to go through cancer or any other uh, life altering illness because of some of these chemicals that are in our bodies and in our homes. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. Now, through your journey of this, what are some of the most shocking facts that you've learned? I mean, I've mentioned a few of them. I'm trying to think if there's some more, the regulations out there and what is being lobbied in Washington, in the United States specifically, and I'm sure this is also in other countries, but how we as consumers are really not protected. We, that the amount of products that are out there that if people, if every jar, container, bottle was on the shelf with the label facing the other way and all the ingredients listed, and that's what you saw first, I think people would start paying a little bit closer attention to what they're buying. They, They definitely don't want you to do that. If you see how small the print of the ingredients are, you can barely read them. I have to bring them 
micro, you know, magnifying glass. And because I've analyzed some of them before. And so it's just shocking to me that people are unaware. And but that's not their fault because our commercials, our labels, our big time companies out there, Bayer, Monsanto. I mean, these are mm. international companies that are buying up so many of these products and redoing some of the ingredients and throwing them back on the market, making you think that it's okay for you. Burt's Bees being one of them. They switched all their recipes and now there's just some junk in Burt's Bees, what we thought was a decent product. So it's, it's undaunting to realize how bad it can be. Um, but I like to be positive. I like to let people know there's so many choices out there now. There's, you know, where do I go? What do I do? What, you know, how do I know? How do I switch it out? I mean, I, I personally have an Amazon store on my website. I don't make a penny from it. I do it to let people know what is out there and how I shop. And I don't even promote it at all, to tell you the truth. Um, I just do it because when people say, what kind of shampoo can I buy? Well, go to go there. And if I have it listed, then I approve it and I would use it. Um, so that can help people. There's so many other resources out there. I mentioned Made Safe, Environmental Working Group. There's some other apps. There's great organizations that have come forward to try to help us as consumers buy non-toxic products. So uh, that's great. And you know what? We'll put all the links as well in the description to make it even easier for everyone to know, because this is something that we all really need to take charge of when it comes to our health. And I feel my own personal opinion is that we have stumbled into a situation where people have outsourced their health to others instead mm -hmm. of taking responsibility for it. But because it's so common, that seems to, it's uncommon when you meet someone who does take their health into their own hands. Mm -hmm. And it is because of these commercials, how we're raised, things like that. Oh, it's easier. It's easier. And it takes a degree of discipline and work, you know, like there, you got to do some stuff, but in the long run, it's definitely, definitely worth it. Yeah. And get your kids involved. If you have children, get your sibling or your spouse involved to start reading the label and looking and seeing why is there tooling in this? And what is tooling? Tooling is a potential carcinogen. I don't want my kids putting this on their fingernails because it's got tooling in it. So, you know, you get them involved. I have all my nieces and nephews so in tune to this, calling me, texting me, you know, from, from the store, is this safe? And uh, so it's just getting, doing it a step at a time. I don't want to freak people out. Use up what you have, use up your shampoo. Don't don't throw anything out, but start to be aware of what you are buying as a consumer and what you're putting on your body, near your body, in your body. Yes, yes, I agree. Well, this has been a great conversation. Is there anything else that you just want to leave my listeners with or want them to really understand? Well, yes, um, there is... If our bodies were tested, which I had mine tested, by the way, for chemicals, and it was just a pure urine sample. Uh, but, you know, if everybody was tested for levels of toxicity, everybody's choice of what they're using would change. Just like you, if you are tested for your 
cholesterol level, you're going to probably change your diet. Unfortunately, this is slow, but it's coming that there are many testing agents out there and the levels of toxins in people, people's bodies are so high that our bodies are on lower overload and it's going to affect you somehow, somewhere along the way. The good thing is, especially if you start eating an organic diet and trying to get those toxins out of you, they can potentially leave your system within two weeks. Same with starting to use some different products. And what you might even find that some of you, if you're not feeling well or you don't, you have symptoms and you're not too sure what they are, you might start seeing some of these symptoms go away. And you might not even know you don't feel well until you do feel well. And I've come across that quite a bit with people that slowly remove these toxins from their body. And all of a sudden, they don't have a sore throat when they're waking up in the morning or a scratchy throat, or they're sleeping better, or their acne has started to disappear, or their headaches aren't coming every other day. These are just some of the little things that you potentially could avoid if you start to reduce the amount of toxins in your body. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for coming on the show. And where can my listeners find you if they want to reach out to you about your products and your book and everything else where they can get to you? Sure. It's thegreenlivinggurus.com. Just make sure you have a the in there, thegreenlivinggurus.com. And on there is a link to the, the store on Amazon, a link to the shop at my products, which are called Tease Organics, my all-purpose cleaner and room sprays, and uh, so much other information on there, social media, Instagram, Facebook, you can follow me. I give a lot of information and uh, also, host a, also host a podcast once a week as well. Wonderful, wonderful. So yes, the podcast, I will definitely put that in the link as well and everything else in the description. But thank you again for coming on the show. And for my listeners, I will see you on Wednesday. And as always, stay kinky.